Welcome to the Weekly Warrior Podcast, where we are forging genuine human connection through fitness, health, mindset, and nutrition. Let's get to the show with your hosts, Jared Bradford, Connor Edelbrock, and Corey Mueller. Hello and welcome to episode 127 of the Weekly Warrior Podcast. And I'm joined here today by my beautiful wife, Connor. And obviously my name is Corey and I am your host for today. Connor, how you doing? Great. Great. Yeah. So you are recording in the guest bedroom right now Mm -hmm. because we don't quite have our uh, two-person recording set up finished in our in our office yet so we're making the best of it though yes i'm recording remotely from the guest bedroom yes very far away Mm -hmm. so i was at work today and it looked like you got into some shenanigans while i was gone would you you want to you want to tell us about (laughs) some of those shenanigans i did a lot of truck stuff today babe yeah truck stuff (laughs) We have, I don't know if everyone knows this, but we have uh, a truck now, and I did a lot of truck stuff. I'm working on a project in our backyard with our fire pit, and we're building a patio around our fire pit, so I made two two trips to Home Depot. I was going to make a third, but I decided not to (laughs) because I was feeling pretty tired, but I I got a lot of pavers. To yeah. put around our fire pit, so I think there was everyone progress can relate made. to uh, relate to the the home improvement projects where you end up going to Home Depot like three <laughs> or four times in the same day because yeah. either you forgot something or you got the wrong thing or you need more of something. It's like, God, I just would like to get everything I need in one go, and I say that every yes. time. Every time I go to Home Depot, and they're like. All right, well, we'll see you again. I'm like, yeah, I hope you don't. Not today, at least. <laughs> but it all it never fails to, Man, to ha- yeah. happen like that. I drastically underestimated how many pavers we need to do that patio. Yeah. This morning, you bought fifty you, today, right? Yes. Well, the first trip I bought fifty. The second trip I bought oh. another fifty. Oh. So this morning you saw me. I had a pen and paper, and I was trying to figure out the square footage and yes. how how much coverage we would get from one paver. And I thought, okay, yes. fifty. We need fifty pavers. Got fifty pavers, laid them out, and thought we need a hundred and fifty pavers. <laughs> <laughs> My math yeah. was way was way off, way off. Yeah, embarrassingly I'm, uh, I'm good at. The grunt work, math is not my strong suit and figuring out stuff with numbers and whatnot. So my number, I was thinking we were going to be between 70 and like 120 just based off the size of the paver and the size mm-hmm. of the project. But I didn't, I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea where, how many we would actually need. Yeah. My math was not good on this, but that's yeah. okay. More more trips to Home Depot. We're lucky though because Home Depot is really only five minutes away. Yeah. So yeah, it's not that big of a deal. Our house feels very far out in the woods, but we're about five minutes from everything, which is fantastic. It's the which best of all nice. the worlds. <laughs> yes. So, so when you're lifting all these pavers and you're moving all the things, you probably took some good supplements this morning, didn't you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I did. And it's the first of the month. And what else do we do? Okay, beginning of the month. You know me. The beginning of the month, I always put in our Earth Fed Muscle order. Yeah, the first of the month, and it is May first. So I put in our Earth Fed Muscle order, and I got us some more Morning Ritual, which is their essential multivitamin. Oh, yeah. And then I also got us more 40 winks, which I think 40 winks is my favorite so far. I'm digging that's, everything. That's good stuff. Yeah. But 40 winks is one of those things now that I take every night, no mm-hmm. matter what. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. great. I notice when I take the 40 winks within 
probably like 30 minutes, I'm ready to mm-hmm. go to bed. And Same. I know it helps with recovery and, and all that type of stuff. I like the Zen remedy. I like the Zen remedy combined with the morning ritual, the mm-hmm. multivitamin. Mm-hmm. I like combining those. It feels, it feels nice in my brain. Yes. You want to know what else was nice? What? I used our discount code, Ooh. Warrior10. Um, W-A-R-R-I-O-R-1-0, Warrior10, and you all, all you listeners, can use that code too, and you'll get 10% off your order. Something I want to preface on that. So we have a a partnership with EarthFed Muscle. It's a small company based out of Pennsylvania. We don't get anything from this discount code that we offer to you guys. Mm -mm. We, We don't get any money for it. We don't, we get nothing. But we get the uh, peace of mind knowing that our listeners get the best supplements on the market because EarthFed Muscle is a small supplement company, but they really are doing it right. So everything is gra- like all their whey protein is grass fed, you know, from grass fed cows, and everything is as organic as it can be and stuff. They're using really wholesome ingredients in all their supplements. So. There's not a bunch of bullshit, and it is a little bit more expensive, but it's worth it. It's just like Apsi Farms. Like, you're paying for a much higher quality of product, and in the, at the end of the day, it's very worth it. So, And we don't get anything from the EarthFed Muscle Partnership. I just I want everyone to know that. So go use the code. Let us know. Take pictures. Post them on your Instagram. Um, send them to us. However, you know, whatever. We'd love to see it. We'd love to see your Earth fed muscle halls and make sure you use warrior 10 at checkout for 10% off your order. So go do it. Go do it now. Sweet. All right. You All right, Connor. This episode. Yeah. Back to the episode. What are we talking about today? Okay. So a few episodes ago, episode 124, bones and I talked about how to level up your sleep, how to level yeah. up your sleep. So a big part of that episode was we talked about James Clear. So James Clear is the author of Atomic Habits, and he developed this high-level framework to talk about how to build habits and habit forming. And so this episode, we're going to talk about how to level up your eating habits, and it kind of builds off of that first episode. So if you have not listen to episode 124. Mm-hmm. I would recommend going back and listening to that episode yep. as well. Because this episode will kind of expand on some of the things that we talked about there. Yeah, cool. But to give you a little overview, we're going to talk about two things today. Um, we're going to talk about something you should use Instead of depending on self-control or willpower when it comes to your food choices. So I'm going to give you the secret, the secret to self-control or willpower. Coach Connor's secret. Yes. This is the secret to self-control. And then we're also going, we're also going to play a game. Ooh, game. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll do those two things. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Okay, so let me ask you this. Okay. Have you ever either thought to yourself or told somebody, you know, man, I wish I could do X, Y, or Z. I just need more self-control or I just need, I just need to use more willpower. Yes, I definitely have. I think we all have. <laughs> And there's, there's a problem in that self-control is really a short-term strategy. It's not a long-term one. Right. And there's, there's a funny thing about willpower. And there's been tons of research done on willpower. And what they've discovered is that willpower pulls from the same energy stores as everything else. So... When you are feeling tired and depleted, your resolve tanks right along with, with it. Yeah. That is very often why most people will say, man, I do so great 
all day and then at night that's when I fail or that's right. when I throw in the towel. And there's a reason. There's a reason for yeah. that is because What's the reason? If you're if you're depending on making healthy food choices based on executing willpower, which is kind of gritting your teeth and white knuckling it and trying to resist <laughs> certain foods. Yeah. Then at some point when your energy is depleted, your resolve will also deplete. So are you ready for the secret? Yeah, I'm, re I'm more than ready. Okay, so instead of relying on willpower to make healthy food choices, the best strategy to use is to optimize your environment instead. Mm -hmm. So instead, like of will instead of willpower, you're going to choose to optimize your environment instead. And this, I've said this before, but this is the secret. This is the secret to self-control. So our environment dictates our choices more than we might realize. Yeah. So if you change your environment, your habits will follow. Mm -hmm. If you change your environment, your habits will follow. So what we're going to talk about and I know you can give some really good examples of some of the things we do, but we're going to talk about designing our environments so that the healthy choices, the choices that we want to be making are obvious and visible, and the unhealthy choices are hard or difficult. Mm -hmm. So the goal here is to try to reduce your exposure to these unhealthy choices or these choices that just don't feel good for you right now that you're trying to yeah. reduce and to make those healthy choices obvious and visible. And again, this is part of James Clear's high-level framework of building habits using his four laws of habits. Um, and I really dig it. So let's talk about some examples. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you, can you think of some examples of how you or we might use our environment to promote healthy choices? Well, I think that we do a really good job of this most of the time because I know in my past, and I think you can also relate to this, it, like you get, you have a hard day at work or for me, like I'd get off work at one or two in the morning and every day I'd drive past Burger King and every day I'd be like, mm -hmm. no, I'm, I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to get mm -hmm. it. I'm not going to get it. And then it's like late later in my week, it's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, whatever. And I'm finally like, screw it. I'm exhausted. I'm hungry. I just want to feel like comforted mm -hmm. because maybe today was like a hard day or whatever. And so I'd stop and I'd get, you know, whatever it was. Um, uh, or, you know, alternatively, you just have stuff sitting at home. So there's ice cream in the freezer. There are, you know, whatever, pre-made, pre-bought things already in the house. So that makes your decision-making a lot easier. It's like, oh, well, I'll just grab the chips and mm -hmm. eat those. So now I like what we do. We don't have the stuff readily available on hand. We might have the stuff available to make cookies, mm -hmm. you know, but we don't just have cookies sitting around. So it becomes a barrier because I, I know that me and everybody else, when you get home from work, you don't want to go back out. Right. And if you do decide to go back out, then you obviously want it bad enough to go and get it and go like props to you. Go like go for it. But for me, that's a pretty big barrier. When I get home from work, if it's not already at the house, I'm probably not going to get it because mm -hmm. it's just, I don't want it bad enough. It would be, it'd be really easy to walk 10 steps to the freezer, pull the ice cream out and start eating it. But when I have to drive, you know, five minutes or 10 miles or whatever to go get it, that that's a barrier, especially when I get home late or whatever. And it's been a long day. So we just don't have that stuff on hand that's easy to to just pop in your mouth or whatever so 
That's yes. kind of how we, that's how we function. And I, when I started to like lose weight and get healthy, that's what I had to do because I would, I have zero self-control. Like when I get, when I have the stuff at, at hand, chances are I'm going to end up eating it. It might not be today, but it'll probably be tomorrow. <laughs> so, um, we just don't keep the stuff around. We, we still eat, you know, that stuff, but we work for it a little bit. Yeah, I would say everything you said is so relatable and you hit on some really good points. Um, one thing you said is I have zero self-control. Everybody does. Self-control is a limited resource. Again, yeah. it's pulling from the same energy stores as everything else. So when you're and when I've made decisions all day. Yes. I like I want the the easiest decision <laughs> that I'm going to make today is my ice cream, my spoon going into the tub of ice cream. Like, exactly. I don't even have to think about that one. That one's just going to happen. <laughs> exactly. So our brain, when we're tired, looks for shortcuts all the time. Yeah. And so if your environment is set up in a way where there's a freezer that's got a stockpile of Ben and Jerry's in it and a pantry that's filled with chips and candy. Mm. At the end of the day, when you come home from work, your brain is looking for those shortcuts because it's tired. And those are yep. going to be the easy options that are probably also the options that you're trying to cut back on. Yes. So um, you said something else about driving past Burger King every day on your way yeah. home from work. I actually worked with a client. And same thing, she would drive by McDonald's every single day. And it was always at the end of her workday. And it was always, you know, that five o'clock time. She hadn't yep. eaten any, she hadn't eaten anything since lunch. She was hungry. She was tired. Right. She was, her brain was looking for a shortcut and a quick fix. It'd be a lot easier to get a burger from Mickey D's. <laughs> right. Exactly. So you want to know what she did? She changed, she, she changed her route home. Uh, she changed her route so she could actually go home in two directions. One direction, she would pass McDonald's. The other direction, it was slightly longer, but very minimally. And so yeah. she just started taking the other route home. And yeah. she used the slightly longer drive to call her mom on the way home from work every yeah, day. There you go. And I thought, I, man, um, that's so brilliant. My drive home from work now, there's like Burger King. There's literally a Burger King right next to mm -hmm. the park. And the biggest reason why it's not so tempting, because when I'm leaving work, it's the wrong direction. It's just out of my way enough yeah. to not be like, oh, it's on my way home. Because if it was like you turn right and then you take an immediate right and it's right there or where you drive past it, it's a lot easier to be like, well, it's on my way. But because it's not on my way, I have to go a further away from home to go to get Burger King now. It's like I don't even think about it most days. Mm -hmm. Now, I will admit there are days where if I still want it after like this is like after weeks of like, man, I got a hankering for uh, for a double stacker from Burger King. I will go out of my way and get it. But it's not like a it's not a convenience thing. It's not like, well, it's on the way home. I'll stop real quick and I'll grab one. Like it used to, I used to do that probably once or twice a week. Mm -hmm. um, and that stuff just compounds over time. And then all of a sudden you might even find yourself doing it more, which I oftentimes did. So yeah, it's just enough of a deterrent having it be not on the actual way home. Yeah, so. totally. People would be surprised that if you can create just a little bit of friction between you and those unhealthy choices, how often you will decide that, oh, I just don't need it right now, or oh, it's just not yeah. worth it. So yep. the friction you're creating is, um, you talked about a couple different things, but the fast food one is a good, is a good example um, of like distance and time barriers. So if yeah. you put a little bit of distance between yourself, or if it takes, time it takes too much time to go get the thing then it's enough friction where we're like eh, no i'm not gonna do it tonight um i'd rather just go home ex yeah exactly so yep. just to summarize a couple of examples of 
how do you make, how do you design your environment to promote healthy choices? And I'm thinking of things like visual cues. Visual cues are really helpful when we're forming healthier habits, especially with what we eat. So I'm thinking of things like fruit bowls on your countertops or cut up veggies at eye level in the fridge and or healthy grab and go snacks that are at eye level in your yeah. pantry. Because anytime you open the fridge or open the pantry, your eyes go to that middle shelf. Whatever's yep. on that shelf, you will grab because your brain is looking for a shortcut in that moment. So pay attention to what's at eye level and pay attention to what's on your countertops. So I don't know if you can relate to this, but most offices have candy jars on the desk. And people will say things to me like, man, I just eat candy all day. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's staring at you in the face all day. Right. You can only say yeah, no to, so many times. I can't relate to that as much anymore because we, I mean, sometimes of the year there is like a candy bowl out, but uh, where I used to work, it was constant. Like you'd walk into yeah. a break room or whatever. And it was always there. And I'd always grab like a handful. And the, my favorite, whoever stocked it always got the Hershey's nuggets and they were just like the milk chocolate nuggets. Mm-hmm. Man, I probably ate like, 30 of those a day. <laughs> yeah, it's so it's so easy and you're making it too convenient for yourself. Yeah. Um so other ways that you can make healthy choices just easier and more obvious and this has a lot to do with your environment is the the size of the plates that you eat off of. If you actually just eat off of a smaller plate, generally most people will consume less. We almost always clean our plate because we we're just programmed that way, right? Yeah, we want to. Why we, shouldn't you? We want to finish whatever's in our vessel or on our vessel. So if you just switch to smaller cups, bowls, plates, you will naturally start to reduce your intake over time. So that's something you can also look at when you're looking at your environment. Yeah, um, I like. I, it. I like the idea of reducing your exposure to these unwanted choices by just not allowing them to come into your house to begin with. And we've talked about ice cream and cookies and chips. We've just made the decision that those foods are just not coming into our house. It's not that we can't have those foods. We're just not going to make them available 24-7 when we're home. Because if they're available, we both end up eating. We, we, we both end up eating them. Exactly. There's no, like I said, there is no self-control. Yes. And we both know that. <laughs> and also, we know this, but those foods are engineered to be addictive. Yeah. Those foods were designed in a lab. It's not real food. Those foods were designed so that you will polish off the entire pint. You will finish the bag. You will devour yeah. the sleeve of cookies. They want you to do yeah. that. They want you to finish those things so that you will go out and purchase more. Yeah. Um, okay. So I want to give a few more examples of things that you can do to make those unwanted choices difficult or hard or invisible. Sure. Yeah. So we talked about creating friction and creating some distance or time barriers. So if you are not if you're not stockpiling ice cream in your house, then the other option that we kind of lean into is okay, if we do want ice cream, then we're going to go to our favorite ice cream store and we're going to get a scoop of ice cream that we really, really want. So again, we're home. It's at the end of the day. We have to leave the house now to go get the ice cream. Yep. Most of the time, that's enough friction where we think, no, we don't need it. 
sometimes we do it, especially in the summer. Sometimes we'll say, all right, you know what? We're going to go get ice cream tonight. But it's it's pretty rare. The other thing that we do is we got an ice cream maker recently is we will make our own ice cream. And let me tell you way better anyway. It's way better, but let me also tell you, it is a process. How long does it take us to make ice cream? Um, all in all, it like from start to finish, it takes like three to four hours. Yeah, that's that's an investment. So if we mm-hmm. want ice cream, we have to go buy all the ingredients. We have to set up our KitchenAid ice cream maker. We have to yep. get it going. It's got to churn. It's got to churn for a long time, and then it's got to sit make, in the freezer. You got to make the custard in a pan first. Mm-hmm. Like you can't just. The new Super Beats Hard Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. Support your healthy CoQ10 levels and blood pressure with two chews a day. Visit Radio Beats B E E T S dot com and save fifteen percent with promo code Deal. Dump it. like you can buy like pre-made mixes, but that's. That's the shitty way to go. So I make the thing in a in a pan in a you know pot or whatever, and that takes time. And then you've got to you know put it in the mixer, and then you have to let it freeze. And it's worth it in the end, like because it's so good, so good. But it it's um it's definitely a process. Yes. So that's another thing you can consider is we we also talk about cookies. We love cookies. We love chocolate chip cookies. But if we want cookies, we have to commit to the process of making the cookies from scratch. Yeah. Sometimes it's worth it. And sometimes there's enough friction there where we say, "Eh, maybe tomorrow. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I like those. Other things that you can consider is making those unwanted foods invisible or difficult to get to. Easy ways yeah. to do this is put things out of sight so that they're invisible. So put candy away. Our, we have a cookie jar. I don't actually think there's candy in it right now, but we have a cookie jar. It's on the top shelf in our kitchen. It's in a cute little owl. Um, yeah. Or you can put it on the top shelf in a pantry. Um, it's I, interesting because that owl used to sit on the counter mm, it's and it moved. was always like, Oh, I'll just go check the owl. Mm-hmm. And now I don't even think about it most of the time. I don't either. Cause it's up way out of, it's like, you know, eight feet high or whatever. Yeah. And, um, I only think about it when I like see you put something in there or whatever. And I'm like, Oh, maybe there, <laughs> maybe there's yeah. something good in there. We haven't <laughs> checked it in a while. Maybe we should check it. <laughs> yeah. It could be a treasure. Maybe there's a right treat now. in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I know people who will say things to me about drinking too. And I think this goes along with eating habits <coughs> where they'll say, oh, I wish I could cut back on wine at night. So uh, you, yeah. you could consider, okay, let's just not buy wine. And wine is reserved for when we go out to eat or special occasions. But you could also store, store wine bottles in the basement of your house or in the garage, someplace where it's, it is, it's just a little bit of friction and you would be surprised at how often you might reconsider your choice if you think, oh, I don't really want to go down to the basement. Yeah. Um, So those are some things that you can do. Just start to reorganize your environment. Um, Babe, I don't know if you, if you'll remember this product. Um, You've seen Shark Tank, right? Yeah. Okay. This was years ago. There was there was a pitch on Shark Tank, and I think they got an investment. But the pitch was for this Tupperware container with a lock, and on the lock you could program it to lock and unlock at certain times. Do you know this product? (laughs) Do you know? I've heard of it. I don't know the exact product name, but I know what you're talking about. Okay, so this is. I'm throwing out this as an example. This might feel kind of extreme for some people, yeah. but a lot of people will say, I, I really only struggle with moderating certain foods at night or at certain times of the day. It's kind of the after work time period or the after dinner time period. But otherwise, yeah. I'm fine with moderation. 
I like this product because what it does is you can put something in this container and you can say, I want this container to be locked from 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. So this food or whatever you put in this container is just not available to you during those, those really triggering times when you're tired, stressed, looking to numb out with certain things. So I thought, yeah. I thought the product was pretty genius. I was like, man, that really... I think on the surface, it, it feels like, uh, like, oh, I'm not an addict. I don't need that. Yeah. And when you really think about it, like, I think more people than you'd ever or they would admit or you'd ever think have like a, some sort of food addiction. Mm-hmm. Food is one of those things that doesn't like everyone talks about drugs and alcohol and, you know, whatever. There's addictions to lots of different stuff. But nobody talks about food addictions mm-hmm. because I think more people than, like I said, more people than they would admit and more people than, you know, we know have some sort of food addiction because food is so easily attainable right now, especially yeah. in the United States. And it's so like hardwired as comfort for us as human beings. Um, and so it's like, maybe that's not a terrible idea. You lock it up because it is kind of like a drug in a lot of ways, especially when it's being used like this, when it's like you're locking up the cookies or the, yeah. I mean, whatever your poison is like when you're locking that away, maybe that's not so crazy because you can't say no to it. It's like, if I was doing meth, I would want somebody to like, lock it up or something i don't know man but yeah that's food addiction topic is a whole different beast but i think that more people struggle with that than we know Mm -hmm. yeah 100 percent. and i think i think that's an important episode that we have yet to do which is food addiction using foods using substances to numb out and I want to save it's so easy to do. Yeah, I want to save that topic for another episode, but you did bring up a really good point in that a, a lot of our food choices they they are based on what's in our environment and what's immediately around us. And so yep. that's why this is so important to talk about is your environment and what's what's in your home, what's in your car, what's what's at your workplace. Look at those if you're environments. you're watching on TV, like when you see advertisements for the food. Yeah. Food, food is also really built into our habits and routines in that a very typical scenario that I hear all the time and that I can also relate to is, you know, I get home from work. I'm tired. I'm drained. I'm stressed. I'm hungry. And my go-to is always this thing, these chips, this cereal, yep. this chocolate. Or like I end up drinking wine and then I eat this and then it's yeah. like a whole thing. Yep. Yeah. A lot of the times people will say that they have these foods in a certain location. So I hear in front of the TV a lot. You know, I just I yeah. decompress in front of the TV and I eat X, Y, or Z. And right. our habits This has to do with environment in that our habits are often tied to certain places, certain physical places where the only time we eat ice cream is on our couch watching TV or the only time we eat chips is in our lazy boy recliner. So another thing you can do when you're thinking about how these habits are are anchored to certain physical spaces within your house is challenge that and say okay i can have i can enjoy ice cream but i'm not going to do it on the couch i'm not going to do it in front of the tv i'm going to go and this is a crazy thought you're going to sit down and enjoy it at the kitchen table and really <laughs> savor and enjoy it same thing yeah, same thing with instead of just mindlessly eating it oh same thing with other snack foods most i, I mean maybe you will but I, I'm not sure if, if you would keep the same routine if you said, man, I really want to, you know, chow down on a bag of chips while I watch TV. Okay, you can have <laughs> chips. You need to go into the kitchen, sit at the table, and eat those chips. You want to know what would happen if people actually did that? Hmm. They would sit there and they would say, why the fuck am I eating a bag of chips right now? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> like it's not because it's it's not that you just love potato chips or whatever so much that you can't stop eating them. It's because you're sitting in front of the TV, putting your hand to your mouth and like it's you know it. I highly I would I would bet money on it that no one's gonna sit at their kitchen table and with no like outside stimulus and just eat a whole bag of chips. Yeah. So really, because you're gonna think, think about, about that, that yeah. a little bit more. <laughs> mm-hmm. Totally. I think it's start to challenge some of those parts of your environment of. You know, I only enjoy this food while I'm sitting in this chair or doing this thing and see if you can unpair those physical spaces. And that might be the best way to interrupt your routine, because most of the time these bad habits, these unwanted eating habits are part are part of our programming in that we're on autopilot. We just got home from work. We go to the kitchen, we open the fridge, we grab this thing, we sit on the couch, we chow down. It's just our programming. It's just this loop, this neural network in our brain. And it's hard to interrupt those when we've done them for so long because that's what right. our brain remembers. Um, so that's yep. another thing you can think of. So here's the challenge to everyone listening. Become an architect of your environment. Become an architect of your environment. Start to walk into these spaces with a different lens. So look at your house, your kitchen, your car, your desk, your workplace environments, and think, okay, how can I make healthy choices easy, obvious, accessible, attractive? And how can I make unhealthy choices hard? difficult or invisible so that's what i want everyone at home to do um okay cool you want to play a quick game yeah all right so we're gonna play the meal transformation game (laughs) okay let's do it (laughs) um i do want to point out that We did an episode. We did a fantastic episode. It was way back. It was episode three. It was episode three of The Weekly Warrior. We did an episode called The Slow Way is the Fast Way. And in that episode, we talked about small nudges that you can make to start transforming your habits. And this applies to your eating habits. So... That's a really great episode to go back and listen to. This is going to build off of some of the things we talked about in that episode. So you ready to play? Yeah, let's play. Okay. So this game is going to highlight ways that you can start leveling up your food choices right now without overhauling your diet. So as we play this game, We're going to imagine that food exists on a spectrum of less healthy and more healthy. Does that make sense? So food exists on a spectrum. It's not good or bad. It's just there's less healthy options and there's more healthy options. Okay, so here's how we play. I'm going to give you, I'm going to walk through an example and then... We're going to do an example of a meal or a snack that you want to do. So. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. For my example, we're going to transform breakfast. So stage one, stage one is going to be where we're at today. So stage one, let's say your typical breakfast is going through the drive-thru on your way to work at Starbucks. My favorite, oh. my favorite place in the whole wide world. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm going to stop at this coffee shop. I'm going to go through the drive-thru. I'm going to pick up a large vanilla latte and a croissant, and I'm going to eat it in a rush on my way to work. That's where I am today. Yep. That's stage one. This choice, okay. isn't, this choice isn't bad. I just want to highlight that again. This choice is not bad. It's just not working for me right now. It gives me indigestion the croissant doesn't hold me over very long i get hungry pretty quickly 
Um, and I almost always spill my coffee on my way to work. So now the game is we're going to improve this breakfast by just a little bit. So stage two, as an example of just a little bit better, is I'm still going to go through the drive through at Starbucks, but I'm going to replace that croissant with a whole grain muffin, let's say. And then instead of a vanilla latte, which I call dessert in a cup, instead of dessert in a cup mm. for your coffee, I'm going to get a yep. regular coffee, but I'm going to put a little bit of cream and sugar in it. And then I'm also going to grab a yogurt cup for a little bit of protein. Okay. That's a pretty solid start. That's, that seems like an upgrade, yeah. right? We're moving along the yeah. spectrum. All right. So yeah. There's two more stages. Stage three. This is the next level of gameplay. This time, I'm going to switch my muffin to granola with cottage cheese or Greek yogurt. And I'm also going to swap out the cream in my coffee, and I'm going to swap in 2% milk. So I'm going to do 2% instead of cream. And then I'm also going to grab a banana. They usually have bananas by the cash register. So I'm going to grab a banana at Starbucks. All right, okay. stage four. Stage four is like pro status. You're playing like a pro. Now, yeah. I set aside extra time in the morning to enjoy a leisurely breakfast at home. <laughs> I actually prepped an egg, fr an egg frittata ahead of time on my food prep day. Yeah, there you go. And yep. instead of coffee, I've decided to have green tea. Because coffee was kind of tweaking me out. So I decided to switch. Yeah. Getting some indigestion. Yes. So now that you kind of understand this game of leveling up your choices slowly over time, let's do this. I want you to pick a meal or a snack that we can kind of move along the spectrum and walk through those stages. And this can be hypothetical if you want it to be. Um, okay. Uh, one that I've struggled with in the recent past is, like, hungry at work, don't have any, don't have any food, go to the gas station, uh, two bags of combos and, an Arnold, or, uh, and a Coke Zero. Oh, okay. This is good. So that's your stage one. That's where you are today. Arnold Palmer, two bags of combos. All right. No, definitely the stage one is Coke, uh, definitely a Coke Zero Ooh. and the combos. Ooh. Not, yeah. Okay, Coke Zero and combos. Got it. All right. So now yeah. let's, I want you to decide what would stage two look like? So what would a little bit better be? Um, one bag of combos, beef jerky, Ooh. and then an Arnold Palmer. Yeah. Nice. We're moving along the spectrum. I like it. All right. So now if you want to, let's talk about yeah. what could stage three look like? Uh, I know exactly. I think stage three is instead of combos, getting the Snyder's honey mustard and onion like bits, the crust, you know, the, the pretzel really yummy bits. Bit, yeah. The, the sourdough bits mm. in the bag. And, um, I'd probably still stick with an Arnold Palmer because it still gives me like that satisfaction mm -hmm. of uh, like something sweet to drink. But uh, I don't know. It just feels a little bit better than a Coke. Mm -hmm. So that and a, and a Coke. Nice. All right. And then what would level four, stage four, look like? Man, I'm at level four right now. And that's working with my wonderful wife. <laughs> and like today, my snack at work was I had. Um, built, built long, built on. I don't know. It's some sort of uh, oh, it, air dried beef jerky. It's, yeah, beef sticks. And then, yeah. yep. And then, uh, like organic probiotic yogurt. And then, uh, like pickle chips, like fancy, like pickle chips or whatever that went with the the beef jerky. That. That felt good. Yeah. Do you want to tell everyone about your snack drawer at home? Yeah. <laughs> Talk about it environment. Like I, I feel like a, 
Yeah, talk about talking about environment. It makes me feel like a ten year old, but it's in the like best way possible. So, um, we've developed a snack drawer, and Connor mostly did this in the in the fridge because I am notorious. Like, I'll go to work, and I'll really like, I'll get hungry. Like, especially on days where I'm working my ass off and been working hard, and I want to eat something. So uh, that I literally was doing that like i'd go and it's they would always get you buy one get one free on combos so of course i'm getting one free Mm -hmm. and then of course i'm eating you know both bags pretty much in one sitting and i went from so any that's like the backstory so spending money on that and like whatever so we developed the snack drawer which is like various things that typically are on sale at the grocery store but it's like organic pickles organic carrots like everything is very wholesome uh like there was uh ready to eat oatmeal in there which was cool and um chocolate milk and stuff like that i mean literally it feels like i'm a kid i'm a child and i'm going to you know school or whatever but it is super easy (laughs) yeah because i can open the i can open the drawer and be like this is what i know like i'm gonna be hungry and i'm gonna eat this this and this and then i'm then i'm good and been doing that now for two weeks and it's been really great actually um i kind of felt like i said i felt really childish about it but it's been awesome i haven't ever i haven't felt the need to like go and buy a snack because i'm very sated and the food is all like good for you um so it's it's good and it's good for me which is great so yeah that's been that's been good. I am um, snack drawer. I like the snack drawer. I I can't take credit for that idea. I got that idea from Shannon, who does have four children under the age of twelve. <laughs> but <laughs> I thought, oh, we I'm just a big child. We have basically. to do this. We have to do this. And yeah, we just yeah. we just make sure the snack drawer is stocked, and it it has to be grab and go. It's like grab and go carrots, string cheese. Yogurt, apples, chocolate milk. (laughs) Yeah, it's great. I I think it's awesome. Yeah, I I like the snack drawer. But yeah, so you walk through those stages. And the reason I like this game is it's not about perfection. And it's not about following really strict rules or guidelines that you might get with a restrictive diet. It's... Right. If you're at stage one, it's really easy to aim for stage two or even aim for stage one and a half, if that's what you're ready for. Yeah. You're just slowly sliding yep. along the spectrum towards a healthier option. And we're, sl- right. we're slowly progressing. And also, you can bounce around between stages. You know, you might aim for stage three a lot of the time, but then you might have a day where you're back at stage one, and that's okay. It's kind of a sliding scale that you can be on. Um, other ways that people can aim for better. So if you're, if you're sitting at home and you're thinking, okay, I know where I am today. I know what stage one is, but I'm not really sure how to level up my choices. Some really easy things that you can do to level up your choices are eating slowly without distraction. So you can eat the same thing you are right now, but just slow down the pace of that meal. Take away distractions like computers and phones and TVs. Add a glass of water to your meal. Add a fruit or vegetable to the meal. And then also try eating off of a smaller plate and see how that feels. So those those are, I like these options of how to level up because these are all about adding to the meal. When we often think about improving our choices, we think about subtracting things or restricting things. Right. So here I wanted to point out that you can still level up that meal by adding things, add a glass of water, add a fruit, add a vegetable. 
So there's there's yeah. lots of things that you can start adding in. You don't have to take away anything if you're not ready for that step yet. Um, yeah, because who wants to take stuff away? Right. So um, I do want to point out that the meal, I did not create the meal transformation game. This comes from Precision Nutrition, um, which I'm certified as a coach with Precision Nutrition. but. I think it's genius and I like that it's a game yeah. because it kind of makes it fun. So when you're when you're ordering something at a restaurant and you think, "Oh, I normally get, you know, this order, but I'm going to I'm going to level up today." I think it's I think it's kind of a fun way to look at meal transformation. Yeah. It's great. I love it. All right, so Well, Connor. Yeah. Do you want to you want to wrap things up here? You, or what do you got? That's it. I was going to say, that's all I had for today. We, we talked yeah. about something better to do than rely on self-control or willpower, which is become an architect of your environment. And then we played a game. We played the meal transformation game, yeah. which I want you to play too. <laughs> I think it's really easy to take any of these suggestions and act on one of them. Do something instead of getting overwhelmed and not knowing what to do. Just take one step in the right direction because doing nothing is not getting you anywhere. So yeah. Connor's pretty great. She knows what she's talking about. I would strongly recommend that you guys try some of these and stick to it. and Don't give up because there is hope for all of us. Uh, thanks, Connor. That was really great. I appreciate it. The game was fun. Awesome tips. Uh, and obviously, I appreciate your time here with us today. Yeah, it was great being here. So we will see everybody next week. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you have a great week. And just remember to discover your warrior within. <laughs>